How should you respond to and think about COVID-19 and the coronavirus sweeping the world at this very moment? Let's talk all about it right here in episode 268 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. You know that I love having you along for this ride. Whether you're new to the show or you've been listening for months or years, no matter, I thank you for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, ideas, diatribes, and often informative interviews with some of the most inspiring people from the worlds of healthcare, nursing, medicine, entrepreneurship, and beyond. Today's episode is just with me, yours truly, Nurse Keith, and I want to make sure you understand that Nurse Keith Coaching is your one-stop shop for all things related to your nursing career. I offer individualized, holistic career coaching for nurses and healthcare professionals around the world, and if you mention you're a listener of the show, you get 10% off your first coaching package, so email me today at keith at nursekeith.com, and we can schedule a complimentary consult to explore how coaching can help you have the most satisfying life and career possible. So, like I said, today is a solo episode, and we are talking specifically about COVID-19 and the novel coronavirus that is sweeping the globe at this very moment. We are now in March of 2020, and the coronavirus is everywhere, it is growing, and it is is something that we need to understand and think clearly about because it is not going away anytime soon, my friends. And if you think it is, I must disabuse you of that opinion because it is here to stay for a while. That is just my opinion and what I'm hearing out there in the world. So, as this virus marches around the globe, I feel like it's my responsibility to at least talk about it a little bit here on the show, because it is impacting everyone, whether you're a healthcare provider or not. It's having an effect on individuals like you and me, industries, events, conferences, the Olympics, economies all over the world. If you've been following the news, the American stock market has been crashing and markets around the world are heading down regularly because of the economic impact of this virus. And you're probably, if you're tuning in on social media or just talking to people you know or hearing stuff out there in the world, there are conspiracy theories galore, like the government is spreading this in order to depopulate the world. (laughs) Um, There are lots of mixed messages, and there are what I would say highly troublesome levels of denial that are throwing a wrench in the works here in terms of the public health response to the threat. And, you know, there's a lot of evidence-based information out there that lay people and we healthcare professionals can take advantage of if we want to be well-informed and if we want to really understand what's going on, because the reality is that this virus is having a huge impact. And if you're a nurse or a doctor or a physical therapist or a social worker or a CNO, whatever you happen to be, you need to have a clear view of what is actually happening. And what I recommend is that you focus on the science. The science is really where it's at 
because there's a lot going on and we need to make sure we understand the science behind everything. Now, it is not my place here to give you the lowdown on the science because there's plenty of great resources. In the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 268, there will be a link to a real-time global map of confirmed cases, deaths, and all sorts of other statistics that's being updated every hour by folks at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland. And other organizations, of course, like WHO, the CDC, all sorts of other organizations and agencies are also putting out their own evidence-based information. So please pay attention to the evidence. It's real and it's good to stay informed because if you're a nurse, if you're a healthcare provider, your friends and family may be coming to you with questions and you're going to need to be able to answer them with realistic responses and realistic data and true evidence so that they can put the conspiracy theories and the other political spins on this aside and really listen to the people who know what they're talking about it. A lot of media outlets out there are doing actually a very, very good job using their, their journalism to inform the public. So I've been watching MSNBC, I've been listening to podcasts, I've been tuning into other stuff, and there's some good information out there. So tune into the stuff you know is actually high quality and reject the stuff that seems like it's uh, kind of spinning it in a direction that doesn't feel quite well-informed or up-to-date or realistic to you. So listening is so important. If you hear words like, completely under control, uh, nothing to worry about, or this is simply hysteria, which someone posted on my Instagram the other day, and I had to disabuse them of that opinion. And they actually thanked me once they read what I was sharing. And also, you may hear the word hoax. You may hear all sorts of conspiracy theories out there. If you hear those terms, that is an immediate clue that maybe this is stuff you may not really want to tune into. Whether it's from political leaders, from media organizations that may be trying to support the political leaders who are denying what's going on, or you may even hear it, like I said, from other healthcare workers, like the nurse on my Instagram post who was saying, oh, this is just hysteria. Why is everyone so upset? So it's up to you, truly. And you don't have to listen to me. You don't, you don't have to trust what I'm saying here, but please Use your nursing mind, your medical, your scientific mind to look at the evidence and decide for yourself what's actually happening and how you want to talk about this with other people. There may be all sorts of reasons why an organization, an individual, an agency, a media outlet are in denial. There may be lots of reasons why they're choosing to spin this in a particular direction. So check the veracity of what you're hearing, what you're watching, what you're reading, what people are telling you, and use your mind to decide and educate yourself to the level at which you feel comfortable. So in this world, especially we healthcare providers who also are in some ways, scientists, right? We know that knowledge is what is going to help us understand 
this threat and what this threat represents. So, you know, pandemics and epidemics have been happening for for forever, for millennia. We've had SARS, we've had MERS, we've had H1N1. Every pandemic or epidemic has its own characteristics, and you can read about what the characteristics are of this particular one. We know that this is causing some deaths, and some people out there are saying, well, you know, not that many people are dying. A lot of more people die of the flu. What you need to understand is it's not just the numbers, it's the percentages. The Spanish flu back in 1918 killed about 50 million people around the world. They call it the Spanish flu, um, but just go back to 1918. There's plenty of information to read. This was before air travel, before people were moving around the world like they are today. You can fly from one place to the other opposite end of the world anytime you really want to, if you have the money to do so. So this movement of individuals really fuels epidemics and pandemics. We are flying in airplanes where it's a closed circulation system, recirculated air, and when you have something airborne, it's pretty dangerous. And also this virus lives on surfaces. It can be easily killed and the, the very weak cellular membrane can be disrupted with ammonia or vinegar or et cetera, et cetera. However, there's a lot of surfaces out there, folks. Uh, doorknobs, toilet handles, um, counters, banisters. There's plenty of places where you can come into contact with respiratory droplets from this or any other threat, right? So this one particularly lives in droplets on all sorts of surfaces. And like they're saying on TV and in the media or from the CDC, touching your face when you're out in public is definitely not necessarily a good idea. But the research shows we touch our faces approximately 23 times an hour. So that is a lot of face touching. So if you're out there in the world, please be careful. And hand washing could not be more important right now. So Vigilance is very important. We need to talk to our neighbors and friends and colleagues and, and loved ones about how to protect themselves. And we know children are under 18 are the least affected by this virus because a lot of common viruses and colds out there apparently are coronaviruses. So they have some level of immunity apparently. This is a very novel coronavirus. It has these spikes on it that look like a crown. That's why they call it a coronavirus. And these particular little spikes or projections on the surface of the molecule attach deep in the lungs. This is not an upper respiratory infection. This is a deep lung infection. And it is pretty tenacious once it gets in there and attaches to the membrane and cells in your lungs and can do a lot of damage because it's a, I think it's a DNA or RNA replication process. And the virus can actually cause itself to hijack the processes in your body and replicate like crazy Kind of like what I've learned over the years that HIV does as well. So it is pretty dangerous. And whether, you know, this really kills tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or not remains to be seen. What I would like to say that it is a threat that is actually a precursor or a moment of learning for us because 
more viruses and pandemics are coming. It is inevitable. So we're going to take a really quick break and then I'm going to come back and talk a little bit more about our reactions and how we can educate ourselves. And then I will let you go out in the world and educate those who you love and care about the most. So I'll be right back with a quick second half of episode 268 of The Nurse Keith Show. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, just like other awesome listeners who value the show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support The Nurse Keith Show, you also get some pretty cool premiums and gifts from yours truly. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith to read all about it. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash nurse Keith. And if you know someone who could benefit from career coaching with me, please consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, you'll receive credit for an hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit. So you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it most. And remember that you can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn those coaching credits. What an incredible deal. And please head over to nursekeith.com and sign up for my newsletter, which comes out regularly and brings you supportive messages, updates from my blog and my podcast, resources, and all sorts of other stuff. Remember, nursekeith.com, sign up for that newsletter, and you'll also get a free download from me as my gift to you. Anyway, those are my sincere asks today. So now, Let's dig back into today's topic without further ado. So welcome back to episode 268. Remember, the show notes are at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 268. I will have links to the best evidence-based information that I've been able to find that have been shared with me from other healthcare professionals and people who I trust. And if you trust me, take a look at those links judge for yourself whether those interactive maps from Johns Hopkins and the CDC and the WHO are something that you want to tune into regularly in order to stay on top of what's happening. So like I was saying in the first half, being educated, being knowledgeable, and being actually very discriminating about what you listen to, what you believe, and what you would like to take in as part of your thought process regarding this virus and the threat that it poses. Novel viruses are going to keep emerging in this world, and we're going to have to continue to respond. Some of them, like H1N1, will kill a significant number of people, and the evidence always shows us eventually who is at most risk. With H1N1, people in their 20s were very susceptible to H1N1. Why was that? It's because that was a swine flu. And the last swine flu epidemic was in the early 1970s, I believe. So anyone born after the mid-70s had not had contact. Their immune system had not had the ability to build immunity or to build any defenses against forms of swine flu. So that's why so many people in their 20s got really sick 
and quite a few died. My son and daughter-in-law were in their late 20s at the time when swine flu H1N1 came around, and they were very, very sick. We actually had to stop in Taos, New Mexico and help care for them for a month or so because they were so sick and couldn't even work and couldn't take care of each other because they were both so ill. So with this virus, we know that it is specifically targeting or people are most susceptible who are over 60, who have chronic health conditions, whether they're over 60 or not, especially chronic respiratory conditions and or they have immune deficiencies or immunocompromised. And that's a lot of people out there. So even someone who's 40 who has severe asthma or COPD or cystic fibrosis, etc., they are at great risk. So we need to be able to protect those people. If you happen to work in an assisted living, a nursing home, or an independent living facility where people eat together, congregate together, live in very close quarters, that is definitely something that you want to keep an eye on. And if your facility does not have contingency plans, please speak up, be a rabble rouser, make sure they start to think and talk about it. And if they don't want to talk about it, force them to do so. It is so very important. If you work at, let's say, a rural community health center, a community health clinic, and you are serving people who are struggling with addiction issues, with issues and conditions related to poverty, or people who are suffering from asthma, hypertension, COPD, emphysema, anything that compromises them in the respiratory area or in terms of their immune response, pay attention to those people, educate them, and make sure that your facility is doing its due diligence in terms of coming up with contingency plans that will help keep them safe. If you happen to be a healthcare provider who is immune compromised, there are many of us. If you have a chronic illness that puts you at risk of a respiratory virus or condition that could really compromise you or kill you, you need to be especially careful. I have a friend who's a nurse practitioner in a rural health center here in northern New Mexico, and she and many of her colleagues are over 60. Many have asthma. Many have other conditions. Some are on chemotherapy even. Some are recovering from cancer. Some might have HIV, etc. They are at great risk. And as dedicated healthcare professionals, we don't want to leave our station. We want to stay and care for our patients, but please know that you could be putting yourself at risk. Now, risk is relative, and some people might say, well, in New Mexico, there are no confirmed cases. However, at this moment, on this day of recording, March 10th, 2020, we have only tested, I believe, 56 people in all of New Mexico. Yes, it is a sparsely populated state. However, yeah, we have maybe 3 million residents, something along those lines, I think. If we've only tested 56 people out of, let's say, 3 million, how many others are walking around potentially spreading this virus, spreading this threat to their friends, families, loved ones, even people at their church, at the grocery store, etc.? We just heard about a priest, I think in Texas, who 
didn't know he'd been exposed, didn't know he actually had coronavirus, he shook hands and gave communion to hundreds of parishioners. So a lot is going on out there that is happening with us being unaware of what's going on. So if you feel safe, that's great, but your safety is relative. We have heard of many instances where people have been walking around with this virus who may not be at risk themselves, but they could be putting many other people at risk. So if you work in, like I said, where there are seniors, vulnerable populations, if you're working with people on chemo, if you're working with the elderly or those who are compromised in any way in whatever setting you are, please be careful. Please reach out to your local health department. Please look at the resources I'm sharing and please pay attention to the evidence out there. No, I don't mean to be hyperbolic. I don't mean to be lecturing. I'm just trying to be one of those individuals out there who is trying to spread the gospel of being careful, of being vigilant, and focusing on the evidence, not the spin. Whether that spin comes from media organizations, whether it comes from political leaders who are using this to their own advantage, whatever your political leanings are, please look at the evidence. Don't be swayed by information that is spurious, that is disturbing in terms of its lack of evidence, or that seems specifically manipulative to try to get you to think in a specific way that may not pay attention to the realities out there in the world around us. So if you would like to reach out to me and chat with me about this, please feel free. You can email me at keith at nursekeith.com. Tell me what you need to know. I will try to share the resources I have for you. Or if you actually want to talk to me, email me and we can have a quick chat by phone or Zoom or Skype or FaceTime if there's something you want to share, something important you think you would like me to know, or if there's a question that you think I may be able to answer or point you in the right directions. So we're healthcare professionals. We want the best for our communities, for our friends, our loved ones, our countries, our faith organizations, our patients, our loved ones. So we have this incredible responsibility to be well-informed. We need to be the voices of reason out there in our communities. So you can educate people one at a time. The person who you start chatting with at the, the produce aisle at Trader Joe's, the person who you run into when you go to get your haircut, whatever it happens to be, knowledge is a source of power. And we have the ability to deliver what people need to know and need to hear. And we can take that responsibility on as healthcare professionals and be a voice of reason in the wilderness. So like I've been saying to other people is find yourself on the right side of history here. Yes, this may peter out. And they're saying it may peter out over the summer like many viruses do because they don't like hot weather. And it may come back in the fall when everyone has relaxed and realized that "Ah, nothing's going on. And like the Spanish flu in 1918, come back with a vengeance in September, October, and beyond into the holiday season. At this moment, 
This country of Italy is completely quarantined. 60 million people are being told not to move around unless they need to for work or for emergencies or healthcare reasons. So we may have some major quarantines happening here in the U.S. and in other countries where you're listening. We don't know yet. Keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on. Take your responsibility seriously. Uh, educate those you can, but especially educate yourself so that you can be the person who can tell another person who's confused what is actually going on and what they might want to do in order to be vigilant and safe in the world. So I hope that is helpful. I hope this has given you an idea of what you may be able to do out there as a healthcare professional, as a person with a responsibility. And if there's any way I can be of help to you, please reach out to me. I am more than happy to have a conversation and do whatever I can do to assist you and empower you and inform you and help you not panic and look at this with clear-eyed knowledge and your intellectual prowess. So there you have it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nurse Keith Show. Pardon the diatribe, but this is a very important topic that I just had to talk about or I wouldn't feel good about it. You can find the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 268. And remember, you can go to nursekeith.com You can find job listings right there in the resource section from Trusted Health, Reload, ZipRecruiter, and Incredible Health, and lots of other great information, including OpenMD, a free search engine for evidence-based medicine, and also an excellent video IV course that is affordable and a great resource for you. The Nurse Key Show is adroitly produced by Rob Johnston. Thank you, Rob, of 520R Podcasting. And Mark Cappiesbeeson, thank you. Hats off to you, Mark. He is our stalwart social media maven. I'm grateful to Rob and Mark for keeping these wheels turning in the right direction. Otherwise, I would be myself lost in the podcast wilderness. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. Remember, this is Nurse Keith saying adios. Stay safe. Stay informed. Until next time. From Santa Fe, New Mexico, I bid you adieu, and I will catch you on the flip side. Take care now.